anything about world-class championship wrestling and Lance Von Erich? It doesn't sound like wrestling to me. Find out what brother Lance was created for. It wasn't Mike. Read why Chris Adams escaped authorities in another country. Find out how they hid the severity of Kerry's leg injury. And all that too. Lance by chance. Wrestling is a Von Erich. Buy your book today at Russellville.com. This is Jack Victory, and you are listening to Wrestleville Podcast. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is Jack Victory, professional wrestler of nearly three decades. Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? Oh, man. I, I'm doing well, and I'm so glad to talk to you. I've watched you a lot on television over the years. Uh, I watched a lot of you. I've seen you in person at some live events in Dallas. And then of course I uh I gone back to your ECW days and, and saw a good bit of your work there. So uh man, it's it's good to have you. Obviously you had a had a good time and a fun time in pro wrestling. Yeah, you know, I I, I look back uh, at at my career, you know, I started back in '82, um, basically right out of high school. I, I was born and raised in New Jersey, and um, wanted to do it ever since I started watching WWF. You know, when I was a young pup, and uh, I, I got hooked up with some local guys uh, around the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. Basically, they took me under their wing, DC Drake and um, and uh, Eddie Miranda and uh, and a couple other guys uh, taught me the business. I was, I was basically self-trained, and uh, you know my my first big uh, big break was uh, uh, world um, not world class, but it was uh, Mid South Sports with Bill Watts. So that's uh, that's when my uh, my my full time career started. What was it like to work for Bill? I've heard many many kinds of stories. What was your 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 take on on the way he did things and I mean he was he was uh he was a hard ass you know what I mean he was uh, he wanted things done his way and uh if you did it his way you had no problems <laughs> but if you didn't if you bucked the system uh it, it would cost you money it would cost you your livelihood uh, you know and a lot of times it would cost you your job so um we were uh, we were stubborn wrestlers back then, you know. We we were balls to the wall, so it was uh, it was uh, it was quite the quite an adventure. And and I heard that he had like quite the the fine system, right? Like he'd find he you did, for that. Yeah, I mean they give you. I think we had to be. I, I'm pretty sure. Don't hold me against you, but I I think we had to be at the building two hours prior to the bell time i'm pretty sure it was two hours and uh basically grizzly smith was his on the road stooge and uh if you didn't show up two hours uh before the matches you were fine you know they uh they had a fine system and uh that was not fun you know um would would grizzly work with you if you if you had a tire problem you know I mean, we'd beat the crap out of cars because we we didn't fly anywhere. We drove everywhere. You know, you'd put a hundred thousand miles on a car, 
in that territory a year. So uh, we did a lot of driving. Yeah, because you guys covered the whole state of Louisiana from the bottom to the top, right? And went into yeah. Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma, Mississippi. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we did a, a, a ton of uh, towns in Mississippi. Um, a ton of, I mean, we wrestled every night. It, there was a there was a show every night, and then two shows on the weekends. Um, a double shot, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma, was one one shot. Um, we used to do Shreveport and and a couple towns here and there. Uh, you know, we uh, we were we were running eight shows a week. It was it was it was uh, it was a hell of a territory. Yeah, no, I I, I bet. But world class was similar to that that kind of a schedule too, right? Yeah, well, world class was actually like a day off. It was we we'd wrestle about five five shows a week, um. So it was it was a little bit uh, and they were so close. You know, we we lived in Arlington, which was right between Fort Worth and Dallas. So Dallas was Friday nights at the Sportatorium, and and it was at the stockyards on Mondays. So two of your shots were, you know, 30 miles away. So, um, and then we, we did a bunch of house shows, uh, you know, all over Texas. And you, you live in Texas. You know how long Texas is, how big Texas is, you know. We we ran Laredo. We ran everywhere. Uh, we ran everywhere. Uh, Houston. Uh, uh, Bill Watts ran Houston a bunch, too. Uh, Sam Houston Coliseum. Um, so we, we got into Texas also. What were the similarities or differences between Bill Watts and, and Fritz von Erich? It, it was a lot more mellow. It was a lot more mellow in uh, world class than uh, than uh, Mid South and then UWF when uh, you know uh, they changed the name in the uh, a couple of years after. Yeah, because Fritz wasn't always on hand, right? Not as much as Bill. We we would have they, there would be a, a meeting on Tuesdays and and you're right Fritz never I mean not I don't say never um, he would probably make eighty percent of the uh, of the uh, booking meetings and stuff like that um, I didn't we weren't allowed to sit in all of them uh, me and you know me and Johnny got to sit in a couple couple meetings and stuff like that uh, but they would lay out they would lay out a week. Uh, uh, a week's agenda and you know you did wrestle a lot with Don Tatum right? did you meet Don there did you meet him prior to going to world class we uh we actually were uh I was in UWF and Ken Mantell was the booker and he says you know um I have this I have these two Missy Hyatt and John Tatum that I would really like to get you two together as a tag team i think you would gel perfect and um as soon as they brought missy and johnny in, i mean we hit it off really really well um um started getting an amazing pushes and uh johnny was just uh what a what a an interviewer uh facial expressions just uh just a you know we gelled really well yeah he was he was a he was a good bad guy, right? Like, uh, he was, oh, yeah. He, uh, antagonist to the nth degree, right? 
Yeah, he could he could catch and he could get under your skin uh, in and out of the ring. I mean, he uh, he he had that he had that gif of of gab and gif of really pissing people off. Right, right, and and Missy too, right? Yeah, Missy. I mean, he uh he got over really he got over really big. You know, back back day back in the day, you know, the female wrestling was was really unheard of yeah i mean not really unheard of but it was never like it is today where half the half exactly. the cards are females half the cards are guys you know what i mean right um so it meant a little bit more with the valets back in the day when they uh when they tangled you know with uh dark journey and and they had a uh they had a great little feud together um you know uh the people would would you absolutely uh pop for uh, two little girls catfighting in the middle of the ring, hoping a shirt would get torn off. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and her and Sunshine too. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yep. They um, they had a they had a great uh great cat fights. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was fun. We we gelled. We gelled together. We got along really well. You know. Uh, you know. I think we'd be still together. I mean. Uh, Johnny got in a really bad car accident, and and, and that's pretty much why uh, our 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 tag team uh, actually broke up. Is is that reason? You know, what year was that? Eighty, maybe eighty-seven, eighty-nine. I, I, oh. I don't trying to figure dates out. I I don't really. I'm really bad at it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'm really bad at at dates and and times and stuff like that. But he uh, he was passing a truck um, in the in back roads of Louisiana, and dumbass, I mean he going around a truck and he he, he hit a car head on, and uh, they had to cut him out of the trunk of the car and uh, his girlfriend at the time because that was after you know the uh, Missy breakup and uh, hot stuff Eddie Gilbert and all that stuff that was after that um, all happened and. Uh, yeah, he was in the hospital for hell. I think probably six months. I broke his leg. Yeah, they he was he's lucky he was alive. They cut his ass out of the trunk. You know, I mean, he was flat. That car was. Uh, I mean, that car was flat. He's lucky he's breathing. How how did his passenger make out in that? His his uh his girl at the time uh, really effed up her uh, hip. I think broke her hip. Um, I think it took her about a year or two to actually learn how to walk again. So she was really effed up too. Wow. He was really bad off. So it was, it was a mess. It was a mess. He, they flew, they flew both of them to uh, Shreveport. He, he, uh, he, uh, recovered in Shreveport and, uh, he was never, he, I don't think he, no, I don't, I don't think he ever got back in the ring after that, you know? Wow. I still talk to him. I still talk to him. We, me and him are going to do a signing at the end of the year. Um, it's going to be our first signing we ever, do, ever done together. Because back in the day, we, we really never did sign. You know what I mean? We were here. That's right. Yeah. So back, back, in day, day, like, yeah back in the day, it was like, kiss my ass, Mark. You know what I mean? It, right. It's not like now, you know, we never had these big ass wrestling conventions and, and all that stuff. So it, it's all new to me. 
Right. Yeah. It's well. It's a different time, right? And well, you you said it a little bit ago when you were talking about the women's wrestling back then. It was more of a exhibition, and now it's it's the main event. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're main eventing uh, WrestleMania. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and and doing a damn good job at it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. It's come. Uh, it's come a long way. There's some. There there are some very talented girls out there now. Oh yeah, and and more of them too, right? I mean, oh yeah, not not only yeah. I mean on the big big companies, but on independent. I mean, they're all over the place. They're all over the place. Yeah, I uh, I I had the um, I had the pri- privilege of going to the performance center and doing a uh, a week of uh, training tag teams and uh, had a blast. And uh, you know, there's a hundred people at that performance center, and probably 40 of them are females you know they uh they don't train with the guys they they train uh at different times but um it's an amazing it's an amazing uh place that uh the wwf uh uh performance center you know what was your experience like i mean how did that all come about well my my good friend steve carino he is one of the uh uh he is one of the trainers slash producers for NXT. We we get you know he's like my brother and uh, and he was able to uh, to get me in for a week. Uh, one of the guys that runs the uh, the tag teams. I you know I I during my career I, I always enjoyed tag teams better than singles. You know I you know ninety um, percent of my career was with doing tag teams you know so i uh i know the psychology of it um it's uh it was a uh it was a good time when uh when we were wrestling there yeah and you know i i saw that even after you and john tatum had your run then you wrestled with rip morgan for quite some time as well correct yeah me and Rip, uh, we hit it off really well. We uh, we we started uh, our gimmick as the New Zealand Militia, because uh, Rip is is Butch Miller's uh, rest in peace, my friend, Butch Miller's uh, uh, nephew. So that's how we we got to to get hooked up uh, because you know back in the day I was with the Sheep Herders as their flag bearer for uh, for a pretty long time with. W. I mean, with uh, with with Watts. So um, yes, we, yes, I remember we, that. We stayed friends. Yeah, we stayed friends, and uh, I got to meet Rip, and we hit it off, and uh, we uh, we had a good time together. Yeah, you you've definitely been to a lot of places, and also had these different kind of roles. I had a couple gimmicks. Um. You know, which you know kept kept the money rolling in. So I I would always say yes, <laughs> you know, to different ideas and kept them paychecks coming. Right, right. When you 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 went to ECW, how different was ECW as opposed to you know Mid South UWF World Class and things like that? I mean, of course, the obvious, right? But I mean, yeah. for you being in there. It was it, 
it was really fun. You know, I uh, mean, I was no, I'm not, I'm no supreme kicking, uh, you know, so I, I went in, hell, I guess I was probably 35, about 35 when I started with them. And, uh, it was, it was fun. It, it, it brought back, uh, really cool memories of, of world class. I mean, uh, UWF and, and Mitch House had a lot of gimmick matches. So, um, going into, uh, uh, going into that, that, that atmosphere, it, it, it seemed like home, you know? Right. Was it, was it, um, and I guess, well, the style was what they call hardcore now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, a different breed. Uh, I mean, they're doing, they're doing even crazier crap now than, uh, than we did, uh, when we did back that 20 years ago, you know? Oh yeah. No, with the, the light, the fluorescent lights and the, the glass and yeah. I, uh, Legos. I, I actually, I actually did one of those matches in Tampa probably six months ago. Maybe even a little longer than that with uh, with Steve Carino's son. I really didn't know what I was getting myself into, <laughs> and it was uh, it was pretty fun. What was what was the the worst souvenir that you walked away with on that? Well, when I when I got there, I demand. Uh, well, I didn't demand. I never demand. But we asked, can we be on first? Because if you go on first, you know the map the map's pretty clear. You know what I mean? There's the light bulbs aren't smashed by that, and the glass ain't laying all over the place. Um, if you're the main event in one of those things, you're you're pretty much walking on uh, two inches of glass. You know what I mean? Just the, uh, wow. just yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy. This thing was in the back of a uh, a pawn store, and uh, it was like a it was like a like an outdoor. It was an outdoor show, and uh, it was just really cool looking on TV. You know, because they stream it. They stream those fights, and uh, they're fights, <laughs> the crazy ass fights. Yeah, yeah. And and what made you want to decide to do something like that? Well, uh, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It it's just something I wanted to cross off my bucket list. Yeah, and you and you've done a lot of stuff. You know, I know when. Like in the eighties and stuff, the scaffold match was was a popular thing. Well, maybe not super popular, but I mean it was out there, right? Yeah, some of the gimmick matches we've been in. I, I remember doing a blind fight, blind blindfold battle royal for what? Boom! And it was it was the funniest thing because when you were blindfold, you didn't know who the hell you were hitting. But uh, you know the gimmick was that you can actually see through the damn mask, so. The fans to pop the fans, two heels would get in into it. You know, you feel around, feel around, feel around. You grab a guy and you start punching him. He starts punching you, and it's two heels. And the marks, the marks are absolutely going crazy, uh, loving it. You know, because two heels are beating the crap out of each other. But uh, yeah, the just we the gimmick matches were really really fun. What was what was one other than that blindfold battle royal? What what else sticks out to you as as far as the gimmick match? Uh, we uh, what 
the first gimmick match I've ever was in was with the Sheep Herders, and we did a, a six-man tag in a Bob Wire cage match against the Fantastics and Terry Taylor. I remember I that. Loved it. So we we first did it on TV. Uh, Watts loved it. He goes, um, we're going to bring this around the whole territory. So we were doing eight eight uh, eight matches a week uh, in this Bob Wire match. It was the craziest you know, I'm like 21, 22 years old working with these crazy ass sheep herders in a, you know, in a bloody, uh, bloody bob wire match. You know, it was crazy. It was fun. Yeah, those those guys were blood, blood and guts, right? Yeah, Butcher, Butcher Luke. Yes, I still talk to Lukey. He's uh, he's in his 80s now, and you believe he still works? He he still gets in the ring and wrestles. Yeah, I saw him. I recently saw him on on some posters so yeah he's still he's still very active in in the the wrestling business yeah we're we're trying to get the we're gonna we're gonna try to do a tag team together uh hopefully uh we'll get a promoter to uh to book us together so that's that's in that that's in the plan so hopefully that will work out when you were in world class did did they put the texas title on you or did they ever do that or did I, I, yeah I was yeah I was I was the Texas heavyweight champion for a while I think I beat the uh, I don't maybe I Brian Adidas or yeah yeah Brian Adidas I know Brian Adidas beat me in one of the big shows uh that we did at the fairgrounds which was one of uh one of the big shows yeah that they did over there in the Cotton Bowl the Cotton Bowl yeah in the Cotton Bowl that was that's fun those big outdoor shows, you know, uh, we wrestled in the old, uh, in the old Texas stadium a couple of times, you know, that was fun. Watts did the big shows in the, uh, spo- uh, Superdome, okay. which, right. Yeah. Which, which you walk into that place and it's like, holy crap, you know, how, how can this place be this big? You know what I mean? It's, it's a big place. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been in there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh. It's really unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's it, it's nice that uh, you know, I was able to. Uh, I wrestled Shawn Michaels my first time there. We were both two young kids, uh, re- uh learning how to wrestle, and uh, I remember his dad came in from San Antonio, and my dad came in from Jersey, and uh, they hit it off. Uh, they were watching the matches together where we were wrestling. <laughs> wrestling together so that was pretty cool when when they did the uh shows at uh the that the superdome did they put the the ring like in the end zone they didn't put it in the middle of the the field oh they put it at the end yeah they yeah because they they were sure we would draw probably 40 to fifty thousand, where that place holds ninety thousand. so it was yeah it was in an end zone it was yeah it fill up like maybe almost half yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit less than half, I would say. Kind of like what they did over there at Texas Stadium, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think Texas Stadium, we they put in probably fifty, probably fifty thousand. Now Vince, you know, he, he shit, he runs two nights now. Right. Right. Yeah. No, wrestling is. You know, you've seen it evolve right it used to be every day every day every day now you can see it on tv every day every day every, i mean right you're not lying 
you li- literally can see it every day. And you know what? What's crazy, Jack, is is you know for what I do is try to stay up on what's happening in wrestling. Right? I I, I can't consume. I mean, I'd never write anything or do any interviews if I consumed all the wrestling that was out there. I just can't keep up with it all. Yeah, I'll tell you, I really enjoy um, watching the indies. You know, um, yeah. the up and comers. They, uh, I think they try harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, 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 I enjoy it myself. Do you have one of the streaming networks? I have Title Match. What do you have? Do you have? No, no, I no, I, I just really YouTube uh, match. Okay, you know. Okay, yeah. I just uh, yeah, I don't do the uh, from bell to bell. I just I just uh, look at different matches that people uh, send me to look at and stuff like that. So you have pretty good. Uh, it's it's amazing. The uh, the indies uh, are selling out a lot of shows too. It it it. it I, I I cannot believe wrestling still going as strong as it is yeah but you know there was there was a time like that it was in the in the intensive care unit a little bit right yeah it was it was it was on its ass it, it definitely was on its ass and then uh i i i think what do you think hogan saved it i think you know that I, yeah i mean hogan or you know vince i mean vince is a mastermind of wrestling as i think we can we can go ahead and give him that title yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean argue yeah i mean if you uh if you say vince is in a uh uh a talented person uh you're a dumbass yeah i mean that man came up with some gimmicks that 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 blew uh blew people away you know right and of course he you know he's done some stuff too that you know, not everybody now. He now, yeah, he has done some dumbass stuff too. Absolutely, he does it. He's pissed a lot of people off uh, down the roads and all that stuff. And you know, you cut a lot of people's careers short because uh, they pissed him off or he pissed them off or you know. So you know, um, it's not all good. <laughs> right, right. But you know, I I remember. Like, um, like in 2010, well, when I moved to South Texas in 2010, there was, uh, some guys that I was running around with that were into, uh, the independent scene and watching, you know, watching a lot of wrestling and, and I was seeing the independent scene and I was like, Hey man, I think that I, I said, I think the territories might be coming back and they're like. Here, Jerry, we're never coming back. Wouldn't that have been great? Because back in the day when they had territories, it was so much fun. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I stayed, you know, with Watts, and then when when it was time to go, Watts called up, uh, uh, you know, world class and said, you know, I got Jack. Um, he's a hell of a talent. Would you bring him in? They brought me in. So, and then I went back to UWF and. So it was it was nice. It was nice uh, when when you got burnt out at one territory, you were able to go somewhere else. You know, so right. They don't have those choices too much anymore. You know, no. But you know, with all the independent companies yeah, that are out there, a ton of independent. Yeah, there's a ton of you can. I mean, literally here and take every weekend if you uh, if yeah. you really wanted to. You know, 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, right. Friday, Saturday, possibly Sunday, but you know, the still in the middle of the week, you're not going to find much. No, you're not going to find much during the week. You know, we're back in the day. Uh, you know, Florida, Florida Championship Wrestling ran. You know, um, every day of the week too. You know, back in its uh, heyday. Um, I remember as a little kid, you know, I would go to Florida uh, to visit my cousins and all that in, in West Palm Beach. And uh, West Palm Beach was every Monday night, you know, and me and me and my cousin Eugene would be front row every Monday night watching Dusty Rhodes and, and you know, the killer talent they had over at Florida Championship Wrestling, you know. Right. You know. You, you talk about your your younger days of, of being a fan, but, you know, what was it like, you know, to be able to follow your dream and, and actually do it? Oh, my God. The first the first time I walked in Bill Watts' uh, locker room, my first match was in Houston, Texas. Um, I wrestled Sonny King opening match. That was my tryout match. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm going around saying hello, sir, hello, sir, and you know it's Ibiase, it's Flair, it's this guy, it's this guy, you know, and you're going, holy crap, you know, you know, and I went, I I was a huge mark <laughs> when I started, you know what I mean? Because like you said, it, it, you're you're wrestling the people that you you watched uh, growing up on TV, you know, right, right, and the first yeah. time I was able to take Dusty's elbow, it was like, it was like, uh, the best, the best feeling ever. <laughs> That's funny. He's the reason that we're talking right now. Cause he's, uh, he was the man. He was the man back in the day. He, I love that. I love watching Dusty. Yeah. You know what? I, I read about him in magazines for a couple of years before I ever got to see video of him, you know? Y yeah. Yeah, just what a what a baby face. What charisma, what uh, what comebacks. I mean, he was what interviews. I mean, he he was he was everything, you know, back in the day. Yeah, you know, when you do mention Dusty, I mean, he you know, he had a formula. He he came up with a lot of those gimmick shows or you know, a lot of the the American Bash and all, you know, Oh, all the things that we see today, right? You could probably trace back and hey, Dusty had a hand in that. Oh, absolutely. You know, he uh, he actually called me up and he brought me in. Uh, he brought me into the NWA um, as the Russian assassin number two. Um, uh, so, you know, I, I love that man. He was uh, he he was a real. He treated me great. Uh, and just like I said, uh, you know, when you're 14, 15, 16 years old, uh, watching him, um, it was, it was amazing. And, uh, to, to get on the flip side of working with him and, and being around them, it was just, uh, it, it was just a uh, dream come true. Was there anything like when he talked to you, was he like, was there something that he would like? emphasize or press upon was there was there something that he always hey, you got to do like this Jack you got yeah, like yeah oh absolutely there was always there was always you know that factor of uh he's done it in there knows what gets over so he would always it, it would 
it would never be like, hey, dumbass, you got to do it this way. It would always be, I think you can get over better if you do it this way. You know what I mean? He he was never uh, never looked down at anybody. Um, but but if he gave you uh, if he gave you instructions on on how to get over, you you'd be stupid not to to take his word for it. You know what I mean? Right, right. And he came up with a lot of you know. You said that he put the the Russian number two. Russian assassin number two on you. He put Black Bart on him. You know. He, oh yeah, yeah. You know he could. He could Black say Bart, he's such a character. He's. <laughs> I love that man. He's a. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's, you know, there's a, probably a lot of other gimmicks out there that that he had. You know that he could put his stamp on that too. Oh, absolutely. He's made a lot of careers. He's. He's he's done a lot for a, a ton of guys in this business, absolutely. And and you know a lot of people talked about when when he did go up there to the WWF and and Vince put him in the polka dots. You know, he yeah, pulled that off too. Yeah, he he got that over, and he uh, you know I think Vince did it to 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 test them. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, Dusty got that over too. So <laughs> yeah. And maybe at the time it, it kind of looked silly, but now now you look back all these years and it's like, yeah, Dusty and yellow polka dots, man. It's like apple pie and ice cream, right? <laughs> yeah, you you could put, you know, you could put a ton of uh, gimmicks on somebody if if they can work, they can they can get around it and uh, and and put on a good show. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I'll be asking you this. When 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 your name comes up in in wrestling conversations or people say, "Hey, you remember Jack Victory? Hey, do you remember watching Jack Victory and and World Class or in UWF or ECW? What what would you what would you like the conversation to be? What would you what would you like your your wrestling legacy or or memory to be? Just, just a dude that really liked to go out there and work his ass off and um and put on a good show, you know. That that was my biggest main goal. It, you know, it didn't it didn't matter if I was hungover or you know, uh, pissed off at somebody. When that bell rang, that you know, I always went out there and I always gave a hundred and ten percent to put on a uh, put on a good show. All right. Well, Jack, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, my friend. Um, you know, we, we literally could talk for hours and hours and hours because, you know, I've been in this business so long, we, we didn't even, you know, touch the uh, touch a little bit of it. But, um, yes, I appreciate it. And if you want to do it again in the future, just let me know, okay? We we will definitely do that. I'd love to. I'd love to bring you back because you're you're easy to talk to. You're fun to talk to, and you actually can remember things. Yeah. <laughs> it's mind boggling. I I eat. Uh, you know, I'm amazed at myself sometimes. You know. All right, Jack. Thank you so much. All right, my friend. You have a great night. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives.
Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon.